News Radio, WGNS. Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Back on the program, and it's time to catch up with Murfreesboro City Schools to find out the latest uh, about what's going on there. Lisa Trail has all the info, don't you? Well, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Make the questions easy and probably. Well, it's uh, it's been like um, drinking information from a fire hose this school year, hasn't it? It has been. It started that way in March, and man, it hasn't let up. But I feel like we are hitting a routine now, which is nice to feel. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, now that we're hitting this routine we're going to change things up just a little bit right (laughs) exactly we we have a routine so let's change it that would be the way we would do things um yeah so beginning monday all students uh will be back in the building unless their parents have chosen to opt out so this is actually the way we expected to open schools this year with the opt-out option for parents Uh, because the rates got so high so quickly we actually started school uh, when we began with the hybrid approach with K through two in the building and three through six doing distance learning. Of course, there was always options to opt in or opt out depending on what a parent needed to do um, or their circumstance. But now all students should be reporting back into the buildings on the 28th. Um, unless parents opted for them to stay home. And that would have been for kindergarten through sixth grade. Okay. So that means those who were, uh, let me try to remember the grades, what grade levels were in school? K through two. So kindergarten through second grade and third through six were learning from a distance. Uh, So they were doing distance learning and now um, they will be in the building as well. We already have several. Right now we have about 55% of our students in the building and about 45% learning virtually. And that's across the grade levels. From what I looked at this morning, it looks like we're going to be about 80-20. So about 80% of the uh, students in the buildings and about 20% learning virtually still. And that's through all grade levels? Uh, That's through all grade levels. Uh, I didn't look at pre-K, but that's through kindergarten through sixth grade. And and that'll stay in place until our winter break, which is, I think, December 18th. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I, I guess there is at at some point if things were to get to that uh, situation, would they would the virtual be off the table at some point, or do you think that's who knows? That's a that's a big question. I don't think virtual is going to be off the table this year. Gotcha. Um, just because so many parents have already started this way, we don't know what the winter season is going to look like for us we're still in a pandemic so i i don't think we're going to take that totally off i think we are going to um, encourage parents as much as possible if they feel comfortable and again depending on their health and um, what's going on in their home uh, children learn better in the classroom it's just proven data proves it all over and over again if they're in the classroom not only are they learning the um the skill set of what's in each, um, you know, English language, you know, whatever whatever their subject matter is, mm-hmm. they're also learning the skill set of interacting with other peers. So, and playing off of that interaction. So, you know, the social emotional is important, but um, just 
their academic is just so much stronger if they're in the school building. That said, we know there are many circumstances that keep those children at home. So we're going to continue to offer a great virtual resource. So, uh, and Lisa Trail is with us with Murfreesboro City Schools. So that happens on Monday, and that gives you, what, a week and then fall break? Right. So it's a week for everybody to transition in, get kind of get ready for their the new look, and then we have a break for fall break. And then they'll come back, and we won't have um, any other transitions until we look at what de- – December brings. Gotcha. And yeah. so that would be after winter break, what what right. the plan would be for January. So Yeah. And, and um, really kind of where we are now uh, or where we're, we will be seems to be the kind of the intention all along. Right. Correct. Right. It was. So um, our intention, again, to when we were looking at it through July, mm-hmm. ready to open, we were always going to uh, open with this plan this was our plan a plan you know be open but allow children and parents to have the decision to opt out if they needed to have that decision or that you know choice so that's where we are now and again we're expecting probably about 80 percent of our students back in the building on monday and then about 20 percent will be still learning virtually um again our teachers have done a fabulous job with that um really having to learn as they go because we'd never had okay we're doing all this virtual learning before they have done a tremendous job the administrators just supporting them have done a tremendous job and then then there's all those folks that no one sees that again have had to step up from our social workers to our counselors and um custodians and our nutrition team is doing feeding people like we've never fed people before (laughs) so i look around and i'm always amazed at how much uh, our staff pulled together and said we're going to do what's right by children and it may be a little bit out of our norm but it's going to be right for children Mm -hmm. i'm i'm positive that there's there's always a look um, at the the numbers that uh, conversations with the health department to know that you know, number one, we're we're safe to make this transition mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. but if conditions warrant and you have to make some type of adjustment, you've got the plan already in place. It's just right. deciding to do that. Right, exactly. And uh, we hope not to. We right. hope to really stay with what we have now, working with the health department, making sure that all of our procedures that are in the building um, stay in effect, that we don't take our eye off the ball. Um, our cleaning, our custodians are doing what they need to do, um, our mask uh, being worn in the schools. That was the one thing that we were really, really dreading, and we thought it would be a big deal for our children. It is not. It's amazing. And what the things that we kind of were dreading didn't come to fruition. Our kiddos, they just put those masks on, and they're fine. Yeah. I, I think the adults have a harder time than the kids. It's just part of their life now. And, um, you know, and that again, there's always one or two that or a few that have more of a problem and we work with those. But in general, the uh, broad and I'm talking from a broad perspective, children have done great with their mask. We haven't had a bunch in lost and found. We haven't like we really thought that we were going to have to be picking up masks in the hallways and the they're holding on yeah so that's pretty cool this will be a change for uh, grades three through six though i it mean will be. you know mm-hmm. so th- th- it's kind of good that they've got a week to do that and then mm-hmm. uh, you know the week of fall break it right. seems like a great time yeah it gives them a week to get 
back in school mm-hmm. and know what it's like and know how that what's going to be expected and how to keep those masks on and how to uh, do your classes now in front of a teacher versus in front of a computer so good week and then we'll have that fall break and then when we start back on monday we're, we're ready to go and three through six uh, grade teachers are transitioning too I absolutely mean, you know because it was all virtual for them and, mm-hmm. and now here they've got yeah. to have classrooms had a lot of hybrid because we did have a lot of children come in uh, back just for circumstances but uh, yeah it'll give them the teachers time to know who's in their classroom now because if you chose to say virtual you might have a different teacher than what you did to start with just because we have we had a lot of uh, teachers doing a hybrid program so they may have had seven kids in their uh, room and then 13 on Zoom. We got them Zoomers and rumors, but now they're going to be more of 20 children, you know, like one way or the other, not always hybrid. There'll still be some hybrid teachers, but there'll be less of those and more either virtual only or in the classroom only. So a little, there is some transition still has to go on. Um, again, I appreciate the parents. They've been, um, for the most part, very, very kind and flexible as we have figured out along with every school district in the nation how to educate children in a pandemic well i I learned some new terminology zoomers and rumors zoomers and rumors right (laughs) yeah so uh, that's that's a good way to keep up with everything there too so i I know that everybody's looking forward to fall break though oh yes well i don't know about everybody but i sure am Well, find me someone within the school system that's not. That's uh, true. <laughs> you know, really. But uh, fall break comes at, at at a really good point, and then hopefully we can hit a good stride between now and, and winter break. Right, right. We'll have Thanksgiving in between that, and uh, hopefully, you're right, we'll just get in a good stride and get a lot of learning happening and our children in the classrooms and, and ready to go. Yeah. So, really, we are very excited to have them back. It was... Um, than baby steps right right yeah and and, uh, man i tell you i've heard from so many educators uh just the the teachers administrators you you've echoed this but my goodness they have they have definitely had uh um, some just really tough circumstances to to come through and they have they have done their job Mm -hmm. you know tenfold Uh, it's just tremendous what they've been able to pull off. our nursing team now probably knows as much about covid as any other nursing team you could find even in a er so just because they're having to look at it they've been used to having doing school health and this is not school health this is totally different so uh, again sometimes we forget to say thank you to our nurses but man they've done a tremendous job as well lisa trail with us with murfreesboro city schools um an opportunity also still out there for um the the books tell me a little bit more about that sure i mean we really want people to be reading we that we've emphasized that for so many years read 20 which means read 20 minutes a day to your child whether it's in a grocery store reading food packages or at home at night or just opportunities regardless of the age of the child um little free libraries are stocked our librarians are keeping them very nicely stocked this year so even if you're not in our school district if you drive by a school and or you live by a school go grab some of those books from those little free libraries because we want children to be read to and um this is just kind of an enhancement. The The Imagination Station Dolly Parton's program is wonderful for those pre-K through five. And if you need books, we want you to have them in your hands. 
Um, let's see. Other things that will continue, I, I'm sure the uh, feeding with breakfast and lunch and, and, and all that will still, I guess there will be some changes, but a lot of the virtual kids still are able to get their uh, lunch and breakfast too and stuff. Oh, yeah. The, so the children who are uh, learning virtually have the opportunity to pick up their breakfast and lunch. It's once a week. Mm-hmm. So it comes all prepackaged. Some things have to be uh, microwaved or something like that. But they can pick it up. Uh, all they have to do is register for it. So we know you, can, you can't just show up because they actually put it together for that individual child. But that will continue on. Uh, we've been doing it since we opened, and we will continue with it. Uh, just fewer because we're going to have more people in the classrooms. But, yes, that's there, and it is free. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the USDA came out with that um, just two weeks ago i guess that all meals are free for students at this moment and they said this probably will last through december and all of this is important i i guess for those who will be transitioning from virtual to classroom parents are going to have to do some things like changing their meal plans and you such. are correct i'm glad you said that you're absolutely correct if a parent uh if a child is coming back to school whether third through sixth grade or even the younger ones that maybe have been virtual learning uh, parents do have to go on school cafe and order their child's lunch you, and breakfast you can do it for up to a month in advance so you could order the entire month of september in one setting uh, same thing for october so when i say up to a month if, if it's september 1st it's a month but it's the, the month the calendar month so october 1st you could go in and order all of uh, your child's meals for october but parents do have to do that because if you're not telling us your child is eating our cafeteria does not know to prepare a lunch for that child and because we're eating in the classrooms now the cafeteria staff won't see them does that make sense yeah. mm-hmm. so you as a parent have to go to a program called school cafe it's on all of our websites and you get schoolcafe.com and you choose breakfast and you choose lunch for your child and you can alter that i guess now since kids are going to be going back into school in the middle of a month will they absolutely be able to do that? Yeah. absolutely yes and you can do it daily i mean if, if you've got sure. a child who decides you know every night whether they're taking their own lunch or want to lunch at school you can do it daily um my parenting style was let's just sit down and get it done yeah. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> daily kind of for, i would forget daily so i'm not the best one to say daily i would my my preference would probably be doing it a week at a time but i know some people are really good and want to do it a month at a time as well sure so yes if they're coming back to school on 28th go ahead and order that lunch or breakfast and lunch for them on for that 28th day and then the same thing for october we want them to have lunch but we actually have to know that they're coming (laughs) sure absolutely and i know that the communication piece has has been a challenge but you all have done a great job from the school level to the district level of of communicating with parents so there's a lot of information out there There there's a lot of information (laughs) uh well before our time gets away let's talk a a little bit i've got two or three minutes here and uh the foundation race you held that uh this year virtually kind of different we did we had a virtual race it was a 5k 10k run at your own pace and run at your own place i think a lot of people really had a good time with it we had great feedback as far as social media and posting their pictures and walking it was a humid day it about killed me but a lot of fun we had almost 200 people participate which we thought was really good for a virtual our sponsors oh my goodness we couldn't say thank you enough for them they uh, came through just like it was a real like a the actual race 
and we appreciate them so much. Um, our foundation gave um, $50,000 in the summertime for us to help buy more computers for our children. And right now we've just opened up our foundation grants again. So, and those are teacher grants that we give every year. Last year they gave $60,000 in teacher grants. Uh, this year we'll see how much we end up with, but it allows teachers to ask for things that are out of the ordinary in their classrooms. So a lot of uh, STEM type projects, um, some really cool arts and music. Um, so it's outside what taxpaying dollars typically purchase mm -hmm. for the classroom. So a lot of these are trial runs and say, let's see how this works. And if it works really well, then we can incorporate it throughout uh, other classrooms or throughout a school. I, always very innovative thinking from our teachers and our foundation again it's a group of volunteer business folks and community uh, volunteers uh, several of them are um, parents in our district and just do a tremendous job of supporting our teachers and supporting our schools and knowing that public education is definitely worth the investment uh, the, the foundation's work really goes on all year too. It does. It does. We, you know, we typically only have two major fundraisers. We have our race, and then we have our gala. Not sure what our gala is going to look like this year. Again, we're still trying, like with all nonprofits, looking for how do you fundraise whenever you really can't yeah. gather. But our foundation really stepped up over the. Um, spring and summer as a collection site for us to be able to to take in money to get food in our child buses for those weekend programs so they have been working hard our foundation dollars our foundation board has been working really hard um, this year and i appreciate what all they've done for us Lisa Trail joining us today from Murfreesboro City Schools, cityschools.net online, where you can find a lot of information uh, that you need to know. Miss Lisa, thanks so much for coming in. Thank you. All right, Lisa Trail here with us today. Don't forget, you can check the podcast at wgnsradio.com and listen back to our show today.